everyone what up ladies Boom. and gents it is monday and we got a great show for you guys today yeah. it's gonna be part two but you gotta catch on another podcast for part one i'll figure you in here in a second shut up and sit down the business bros podcast was created for you learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories find out what's working in business on social media what's hot and what's not straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work and now welcome to another episode of business, business <laughs> dude i had the opportunity to be on his podcast now james is going to drop some fire and all tell you right. who's going to be on ours yeah, all you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in the podcast rankings. Sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz to schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and so honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Today's awesome guest is on a mission to develop 1 million men around the globe into better versions of themselves. For the past 12 years, our guest has focused on develop developing himself holistically, dedicating himself to being a daily disciplined man of reading, meditation, and contemplation. Our guest provides one-on-one -on -one coaching, guiding his clients to lead more purposeful, confident, motivated, more financially savvy, and better connected lives. Having started from the bottom with no family, friends, or future as a result of his own poor decisions, our guest rose up and now provides ontological coaching to help others maximize their per personal and professional potential. There's bound to be a ton of golden nuggets of wisdom in today's episode, so so stay tuned. Joining us now is the host of the Successful Mail podcast and editor of the Successful Mail magazine. Welcome to the show, Joseph DeRoma. Those are some amazing accolades, Joe. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Hernan. Pleasure to be here, James. Man, killing it, bro. Killing it. Killing Love it. <laughs> having a good right. time. Having a good time. I always, uh, I'm in the habit now, so I'm always asking this right off the bat. I just want to get it out there, Joe. You're helping people become successful. What are you selling, man? Oh, great question. So we have one-on-one -on -one coaching and mentoring, as well as a uh, an e-course. Um, I myself do uh, ontological coaching. And then with the successful male, we have a program called the success blueprint. It's uh, 27 modules that covers everything from relationships to business, to, uh, you know, spirituality, to mindset, uh, to finances, uh, because we believe um, men should be having a multidimensional approach to their development because that's what life is. Um, and so again, it's like, you can have it all. This is America. You know what I mean? Dude, I suffer from uh, lack of focus. Like I want to have it all, right? I want to do all kinds of things. And I think I, I get into that dilemma of, of like shiny object syndrome. So it's one thing to say that we want to, that we want everything. It's another to kind of 
put it in order and get ourselves in a, in a position where we're achieving one after the other. Uh, what would you say to someone like myself who's, who's super ambitious, but you know, I, I, I just keep stabbing at everything, trying to make something work. How do I focus in and get that one thing to just be that thing that hockey sticks that helps me go to that next level? Killer question. Killer question. Confusion is one of the number one drivers in terms of um, sucking the confidence out of you in certain areas of your life. Okay, and the, the, the number one answer to that is, is that, yes, I say you can have it all. But Hernan, your all your successful life is very different than mine because it's subjective. Okay, so the number one thing that you have to do is define what success is for your life. Right. And then I would say, okay, define your purpose, discover what your passions are. What are your top five values? Uh, I would say, give you give yourself a full life diagnosis. So sit down with a pen and paper and answer those questions I just rattled off. And then also take the different areas of your life and rank them from level of satisfaction from one to 10. And, and you'll clearly see, you know, where it is that you need to shift your energy. Right. I'm not saying that everything is going to be 100 out of 10 all the time. But what I am saying is, is that it's not going to get better if you don't look at it. Losers not- always whine about their best. Exactly. Right. That, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's, you know, and, and that's something that you and I talked about on your show is the that whole aspect of taking action. I mean, there's so many people today. Uh, and I'm not just saying today. I think just in in history of man, there are so many people who want to do something, who have this goal or idea or dream of achieving something, and they think about how to set it up. They think about the actions that are going to take. They think about or do not. There is no try. But the problem is they don't try, right? They think about everything. But they don't take that action. They, they're waiting on the sidelines for somebody to come and just get them there to, for, for that perfect opportunity to fall in their lap, for that, that you know million dollars to show up in their bank account. But they got to go out and take the baby steps. They got to go out and fail at these things to make them happen. You know, when you talk to people who are on the verge of getting started, like how do we push them to that next level? How do we get them to see that that action, that little bit of failure is actually the key to success? Good question. I would say right here, right now, Hernan, why don't we just go ahead and give everyone permission? Mm. Hey, we're giving you permission to go after the life that you want. We're giving you permission right now to do to do something different right to 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 maybe go against the stream of what society says we should do we're we're giving you that permission right now um you know there's plenty of people that um they they and myself included right i sat on the sidelines of my life for 12 years and i was existing rather than living an inspired existence and and being purpose driven in my actions, living with intention. Right. So it's not like I'm speaking from some spiritual hilltop here, talking down to everybody. I'm talking to you as an equal that if someone is as regular as me can become an overachiever, so can you. And it starts, you know, like you said, Hernan, with taking action. I know for my, for my experience, um, there's motivation, right? There's inspiration. But the biggest catalyst for me into action was desperation. Mm. A desperate person 
will do just about anything to get out of the current situation that they're in. So don't look at desperation as some something that's going to be your less than. That's going to be a, a, a very strong driver for you internally to get after what you want. If you're so desperate to get out of your situation, think about what you're willing to do. That's dude, that's super powerful because you hear it over and over and over again. One of uh, I, I hear Eric Thomas uh, talk about this all the time. He has this example where he has this guy that uh, is going to teach him to be successful and he has him meet him at the beach, right? And so the guy, the guy tells you, All right, you ready to be successful? Come in with me. And he, he gets the guy to come in the water and he's like at his waist. He's like, You ready to be successful? He's like, Yeah, all right, keep coming in the water. And then he gets to the point where he can barely keep his head out of the water. And he says, you ready to be successful? He's like, yeah. And he dunks him under, right? And he's holding him down, holding him down. And the guy's like freaking out. And he's like, comes out. And he's like, what the hell, man? He's like, I'm trying to learn to be successful. And you're over here drowning me. He's like, what was the one thing you were thinking about before, you know, why, why you were underwater? He's like, dude, I just wanted to breathe. Mm. He's like, that's right. He's like, it, when, you, when it becomes, when you want to win as much as you want to breathe, that's when you're going to be successful. Tony Robbins talks about it all the time. You, whether you should or you must. If it's a should and you should all over yourself, you're never going to happen. But if it's a must, you'll make it happen, right? And I think the desperation part is there. Talk to me a little bit about your your like darkest moments when you were sitting on the sideline. You realized things were not going well. Like, what was that desperation moment that triggered you to realize this is a must for me? This is what I want. This is where I'm going, and it's going to happen starting right now. It was just a decision, man. You know, uh, I, I, I can't say that it was some burning bush experience. It just, it wasn't that for me. And, and, you know, I know a lot of people have that for me, it was just like, you know, you hear the old saying, you just get sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, um, the instant that I was no longer the victim of circumstances, and that it was no longer my parents' fault. It was no longer my girlfriend's fault, my teacher's fault. It was no longer the cop's fault. As soon as I made the decision to take ownership finally for the results in my life, and it was Joe DeRoma's fault for where he was at, that's when growth began to happen. That acceptance of my own behavior and taking ownership and personal responsibility is is what drives the focus you know like you said tony robbins right um the must you must take ownership of the results in your life or you're always going to be blaming everyone else and you'll never be able to move forward so that was the big catalyst for me man i think that's what coaches and mentors help you do they look at something uh that you might call a routine it might be a habit that's just something that you've it's become part of who you are and they kind of look at you and they call you out on that BS, right? They call you out. Yeah, exactly. They help you to pivot and to focus your attention on, look, dude, you're not as good as you think you are or yeah. as good as you're saying that you are. Right. You, you're the one who's coming for coaching. You're the one who's asking for help. I'm here to guide you in the direction that you want to go in, that you lay. I surrender to you. Right? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Right. But somebody's got to be there to hold you accountable for that. Tell me a little bit about ontological coaching. What is that? And how do you hold people accountable to help them get to where they want to go? Yeah. So ontology is the study of being. So our being, right? Our body, emotions, and language. Um, you know, you, you're, our, our emotions live in our body. Our thoughts live in our mind. 
And then uh, language is is what is the catalyst for all action. So nothing, nothing, no action happens without a conversation, right? So, and then the other thing I would say is, is that no coaching takes place unless there's action, because then it's just a really good conversation, right? So, and, and that's one of the things too, is that I've, I've just to, just to throw this out there for the sake of the coaching world, you know, I've, I've had to turn clients away that weren't taking action anymore. I'm like, sorry, we just can't work together anymore. Cause you know, it's just, if you want to go talk to somebody, go talk to them. You know, this is about taking action in your life and, and really seeking change. Do I want to transform my life? That's the real question. And, you know, if in, in terms of ontology, we also couple it with we, we learned about epistemology, which is the study of learning, how people learn. Be, so much of of what has what we've been indoctrinated into in terms of our educational system is we get trapped in the cultural context of knowing we, we go to school and, and you and I were talking about this. We go to school and you, you, you memorize all these things and then you take a test and you're graded on the answers that you give. Um, but in terms of life, you know, it, it's really about the validity of the questions that you ask yourself. Because, again, the very first thing that we discussed when you asked me about understanding how to 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 you know, alleviate the confusion you have in terms of the makeup of the domains of your life. It's the only way that you can discover that is with questions, not with answers. And so when we're in that seeking, then we have to ask what questions, you know, and, and that's what real coaching is. It's powerful questioning, holding a space of trust and presence for the client, uh, direct communication, and allowing them to go inside so that because the answers are already there. It's just holding a space for you to go in there and shift the paradigms so that you can you can think differently. You can you can act differently and you can get different results. Dude, when you when we talked about school, there's a couple things that you need to break away from when you leave the public public education system that you just need to understand that. In real life, the complete opposite of what school is. For yeah. example, you that's know, not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Right. So, so what, what's happening? For example, in, in my classroom, I have I teach uh, financial algebra, right? And so we're right now we're I'm, I'm developing ads with the kids. So they're either going to sell uh, cell phone cases or they're going to sell headphones, right? And so we're looking at different ads, uh, and they're really hesitant to ask each other for help. Right, this is a common thing that happens in school because they're afraid uh, that, that it's considered cheating, and I, and I try to explain to them. I'm like, look, in, in real life, when you get out there in the real world, that's called collaboration. That's called partnering with people. That's called understanding where you're strong and where where uh, where they're weak, and vice versa. Right? What's up, Jessica? Um, yes, I love that. Give you permission because that's that's the truth. Sometimes you need to hear it. When we, when we talk about the classroom, this is 12 years, right? 12, 13 years of do not look on another paper. Do not copy. Do not ask your, your neighbor what their answer is. That is not, some, you know, this is just one example, but that is not the thing that's going to keep you successful. You have to learn that at some point you need to break away from that and get the help that you're looking for to ask, first of all, just to ask a question. And then as you learn to ask a question, learn to ask those right questions that you're talking about. How do you feel yeah. that? I feel I feel you're spot on, um, you know, with so much 
in terms of the social aspect that's very important <laughs> in school, right? Learning how to play well with others in the playpen. It's the same thing if you're in your 30s or 40s or 50s, you know, everything. I mean, you know this, we, it's all built on relationship building. Um, but again, imagine if we were graded on the questions that we asked, mm. right? Rather, because so much of the basis of coaching is based on the quality of questions that you ask your client. The powerful questionings are the ones that challenge them um, in their current way of, of seeing, thinking, and believing so that hopefully you create a break in their current reality so that way they can begin to see things differently. And if you can begin to see things differently, then you can get into a space where you feel you have limitless possibilities. And if you get into that space and begin to create that coherency between your body, your emotions and language, and, and that's, and I'll, I'll stop right there because there's also a very important part of ontological coaching is we do a lot of body work as well, right? It, any, any time you leave the body out, you're leaving out emotions, right? But so much of uh, uh, the workplace is like, you don't talk about anything emotional. It's all logical, <laughs> you know? And it's like, wait a second. That, but so much of emotions rule our life and how we behave and, you know, 60 to 70% of information and conversations is, is due to body language, right? How we receive information. So we have to incorporate that. Now, what the goal is, is to create coherency between your body, emotions and language, or said another way between the mind and heart intelligence and when you create that coherency in that space, then you're able to harness the power of, of living in a space of limitless possibilities where everything is flowing. You have full kind of full vision for what it is that, that you desire. And you have a, uh, tons of energy in terms of living in an inspired existence to be able to achieve the things that you wish to, to achieve. Right. So again, living in a serene place like that, not only that, being able to show up however it is that you wish to show up is, is a wonderful place because then you're choosing how you show up and you're running the program, the program's not running you. Roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. You're, you're absolutely right. I wonder though, because a lot of this is, uh, I want to say wisdom, right? Over time, you kind of realize uh, that the perspective shift has to happen where you stop blaming other people like you've talked about. You're aligning your emotions. You realize that taking care of your body and taking care of yourself is going to put you in a peak state where you can be, where you can perform, where you can have the energy, where you have the motivation to keep going. But I think early on, some of the things that stop us are our own ideas of judgment, our own ideas of what what is What's mom and dad going to think? You know, what's my best friend going to think? What's my spouse going to think? What? what ain't no country I ever heard of? They speak English and what? That's perfect. That is never a good time for that, was that quote, but that was perfect. Oh, <laughs> right? So, you know, understanding that the, the judgment thing that, that maybe it, it comes with age, because I know that in my 20s, I was worried about what other people, I really cared about what other people think. I probably wouldn't have done a podcast like this because of that fear of judgment. Whereas now, you know, I hit 30s, late 30s, starting to enter the 40s stage. 
I can almost really give a shit less now what people think. I care about people's opinions, but sure. that's not going to stop me from taking that action, right? Do you think it's an it's it's kind of something that we grow into, or is it something that we can dominate early on? Oh, I absolutely believe it's something that we can dominate early on, um, and here's the reason why. Um, there's plenty of examples that prove that, <laughs> um, you know, like, uh, so you just can't look away from the facts. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but, but what I would say is, is that the, the, what you speak of is just fear that people will think less of me, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and fear is categorized a couple of different ways. Um, fear that I'm not going to get what I want, fear something, someone's going to take something from me or fear that people are going to think less of me. And if you can categorize when you're feeling fear that way and you can recognize it and sit there and have the awareness of it and categorize it, you can begin to understand that um, it's a very, very important part of life. Fear is a, a very valuable emotion. Um, it's the reason why, you know, I live in Tampa um, and we have Big Cat Rescue here, you know, old Carol Baskin. Um, we live right down the road from her. We also have bush gardens. I, I don't just jump into lion cages on purpose. That's a healthy <laughs> fear to have, you know, but to think that I can't have the life that I really want, or I shouldn't work the profession that I want, or I shouldn't go talk to that girl or whatever it is, right? Um, that's if fear is driving me, well, here's what I'm making a call for courage. Hmm. Right. Because courage is only available to us in the presence of fear, not in its absence. So it's very important that I have to draw on another emotion um, and having an understanding of what it means to be courageous and brave and all those things that we want to be um, men and women alike, that those things are only available to us if I'm afraid. So, like, it's perfectly normal, but it's also can rule you. Right. And that's the difference. Am I willing to go through uh, the the painful moments of being afraid and transcend it in order to become who it is that I wish I, I, I wish to become at the same time, achieve the results that I have set forth for myself? Because no one has ever achieved anything great with zero fear. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that just doesn't it just doesn't work like that, you know. There's plenty of people that are incredibly successful that are naturally introverted, get up on stage and play music in front of 50,000 people of their own material. And of course they're afraid if they're not drunk or high, they're afraid. You know what I'm saying? It's just natural. Carlos Santana, for example, has one of the greatest performance. I think it was in Woodstock one year and he was and yeah, totally on LSD. Right. So he goes yeah. back to that. Uh, but but there's something that you said that was super important um, that it, and it was and it had to do with identifying those emotions right because there's a lot of times that our physical body goes through certain uh, stages right like uh, but they're very similar in two different mindsets and I heard this and I don't know where I heard this might have been a Tony Robbins thing but you know when when you are getting ready to hop on stage or you're gonna give a presentation. What do you feel? You start to feel your heartbeat. You start to feel your hands get clammy, that warm sweat, right? That, that weird, awkward feeling. And you're telling yourself one of two things in your mind. I'm super, exci I'm, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. Or I'm, I'm anxious. I don't know. I can't do this, right? But the, emo the physical feeling is the same. The 
thing that you're telling yourself, what is, what is associated with those physical feelings, that is where it starts to change. And, and if you can identify those, those words that you're using to describe those things to yourself, right? Not to anybody else. Cause I mean, nobody else is going to help you become less nervous or, or, or be more excited. But if you're telling yourself how excited you are and how, how pumped you are that this is about to happen, totally different than if you're telling yourself how scared and terrified you are before you hop on a stage. Uh, and and yeah. does that kind of go in line with what you're talking about, getting that mental state and that physical state in mind? Yeah, absolutely. And and I would just, I would add this is uh, a big aha moment for me uh, in terms of self-talk was, you know, like I, like I said to you before, I, I was low level living until 09. And uh, so no one in my life has ever treated me worse than I've ever treated myself in my own mind. Mm. And there, so there, there's, there's nothing that anyone could say or do that, that could ever touch the, the way I've beaten myself and guilted myself and angered myself and, and just, you know, downright treated myself terribly. And it's, it's like, I had it's so much worse, that, you know, I would make a call to people to treat yourself and talk to yourself like you would a dear friend. Mm. Don't break commitments to yourself. If you say you're going to go to the gym to tomorrow, go to the gym. Because if you, if you were going to meet your best friend there or your wife there, would you show up? Yeah. So why are you continuously letting yourself down? And people don't realize that all those little occurrences matter because the most important person in your life knows you. And as soon as you start lowering your integrity, self-worth is always soon to follow with confidence right behind it. So show up for yourself and then you won't talk so bad to yourself all the time. You know, it's just, but like you said, it starts with gaining an awareness of what surfaces in your body, what surfaces in your thinking in terms of when you place pressure upon yourself, you know, but yeah. don't, don't, don't think for a second that you know, creati creativity is birthed out of adversity, not comfortability. Dude, that is uh, that is so spot on. It's it it's funny because I I always talk about being selfish first, right? You got to do you first. You got to take care of your physical health. Otherwise, how are you going to take care of other people? You got to take care of your well, personal finances. Self love, not selfish. Right. Okay. That that and that's key right there. Have a problem with the distinction, and that's mm. the problem is they don't un they. It's hard to determine the line. Sorry, that, no, that's, that's, but you're right though. You're, you're absolutely right. Self-love, not self. So, so, uh, not selfish. So for example, uh, I think it was, I think I heard Joe Rogan talking about this, about discipline and how, how discipline is a form of self-love. Like the fact that you get up at a certain time and you work out at a certain uh, every, every day or that you eat certain foods, that is self-love. It's discipline. And it, yeah, it sucks sometimes when you want that piece of pizza or when you want to sleep in or whatever it is. I get it that it sucks, but that discipline is you showing yourself how much you actually care about what it is that you want to achieve, that you want to lose that weight, that you want to have more energy, that you want to be more productive. All of that is self-love. And then what comes out of that is the abundance that you share with other people, right? Yeah. And then you, you're granted, you're granted the fulfillment you're always looking for. That's in, in, isn't <laughs> that what life's about, right? Isn't that, isn't that what we're looking for? I mean, aren't we looking for a life of fulfillment, a life of joy, a life of happiness? 
like it comes from, I believe it comes from within, like you, you have to go out and make it happen. Absolutely. I, I did something. Uh, I'll share a story with you. Last time, last go around, not this past election, the one before with uh, Trump and Hillary. Um, it was nasty. Remember, it was real nasty. Mm -hmm. It was as nasty as this one, you know, and I just saw so much hatred, so much venom being slung. I saw 20 year relationships going down the drain like it was crazy, man. And I, and I just I just thought to myself, I said, you know, and I was really into studying uh, Mother Teresa at that time. And, uh, you know, and because she's like someone that just radiated and exuded love, you know, and 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 she was, you know, I believe she was born with grace. Now, I wasn't. So, you know, I need to do a little bit of work at it, you know. And so I'm like and, and she said the smallest form of love is, is a smile. So I got this thing in my head that um, I was going to set this intention for 2017. I was going to cut off my Facebook for a year and I was going to go out and I was going to help one person, a minimum of one person, whenever the universe provided me an opportunity to be of service, I was going to show up no matter how big or small, no matter how much it inconvenienced my special little day I had going on. And I did it, man. And I'll tell you what, um, it changed my whole life. You know, um, it, it may have not have changed the world, um, but it certainly changed how I show up. It changed how I see the world and it shows it, it changed how I feel in the world. So then in a sense, it did change the world. It changed my world, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, just to piggyback off of what you said in terms of fulfillment, um, you know, we were on a ski vacation. I felt very blessed to take my mom on the ski vacation. She always wanted her whole life with my wife and son. And this guy, we would been skiing all day. It was like a, it was like a 10 hour, 11 hour ski day. We were exhausted. We come back from, um, you know, skiing all day, being out all day. And this guy is stuck on the side of the road with his truck. And I, I pulled over, it was my opportunity, you know, to, to do my, to fulfill my commitment to myself by helping him. And I helped him dig him out for like 45 minutes. You know, my wife got to see me do that. My son, my mom, and I'll tell you, Hernan, the look in that, like he was probably 23 or 24 years old, the look in his eye of gratitude and love. If I could bottle that up into a little elixir, I probably would have everlasting life. And for me, that's what it was all about, man. It was just like, yo, I'm going to show up for this guy. I don't know. And uh, he looked so light. He was so heavy. He was so down and he looked so relieved and light. And I was able to be a part of that. You know, and I, I by the way, kudos, because that uh, to do it for that long is is and to do it once is tough to do it for that long. That's that's impressive. Try to make the world a better place. You, you and you said it changed your world, and you don't know if it changed the uh, the rest of the world. I honestly believe you never know, man. Like that guy might have gone home that day, and you know had a great day with his girlfriend, who becomes his fiance, who you know gives birth to the kid that's going to cure cancer. Like you don't know the compound effect of everything that can happen in life. But I do believe that if you are positive in this world, if you are consistently putting out good things in karma, whatever it is you want to call it, blessings, it doesn't matter. If you're consistently being, uh, you know, putting out good, I think that 
grows exponentially. I think it has a huge impact in the world, even if we can't see it in our own day to day. I mean, just, just, you've seen them over and over again where, you know, somebody's in the Starbucks line and pays for the coffee for the person behind them. And then it keeps going and you never know where it ends up. Or you see those videos on Facebook where the, you know, the little kid is trying to steal some medicine because his mom's sick. And then the, the pharmacist gives them the medicine. That kid grows up to be a doctor and saving, you know, multiple lives. Like we don't know what the impact of our actions have, but I do know that if you walk away and ignore it, has a different impact than you you get involved and make something good happen in the world. So I, I commend you for that. You've been doing some amazing things. Before we head out, uh, tell tell the audience about nolimitmen.com slash podcast and, and where they can get a hold of you if they want to work with you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, our website is a successfulmailpod.com, uh, but I threw up there the nolimitmen.com forward slash podcast just for all your listeners. Pick up a free masterclass, um, over six hours of material with the founder of the successful male, uh, Ron Maholtra and myself, giving you guys the goods on some stuff that you can apply and get results immediately. Um, you can hit me up, um, Instagram right there, uh, Facebook or LinkedIn, all are Joseph DeRoma. And, uh, you know, whether it's the successful male podcast, subscribe, Hit me up. I'm always open to chatting with anybody, and, and let's just keep this awakening going, man. Dude, I appreciate you coming on the show, and and I appreciate you having me on your show, dude. What's so? What's what's you've been you've been working with different people. You've been on different podcasts. What was your experience like on the Business Bros? Oh, I loved it, man. Got you threw out Yoda. <laughs> you know, I say that to people all the time. I'll be like, just stop. I, like my son, I say, stop saying the word try. There's no such thing like, you know, try and pull this glass. from. So being on business bros, man, I was excited. And you guys lived up to the hype for real with James coming in at the beginning. I already knew you brought the energy because I had you on. But, you know, James came with it as well. So I appreciate you guys. Joe, thanks, man, for coming on the show. Ladies and gents. Look, it's about you. Let's, let's just be 100% honest. We, you've heard me say it before. I'm going to say it again. Take a look in the mirror. And I'm talking about an actual real mirror. Go in there, look deep in your eyes, and there is no BS in yourself. You can lie to everybody else, your spouse, your friends, your colleagues. You can lie to everybody, but you can't lie to yourself. There's something going on. There's something missing in your life. There's something that you want to go out and achieve. Sometimes you find it through entrepreneurship. Sometimes you got a little bit, dig a little bit deeper and Reach out to people like Joe. Learn a little bit more about what it's like to get your mind right, to get your body right, to get you in a position to succeed because it takes a little bit of action. So go out and go to nolimitmen.com slash podcast. Join that six-hour masterclass. Whether you do, whether you continue after that is not the point. Go out, take action, make something happen for yourself today. It's the only way that something's going to change for the better. Joe, thank you a lot for coming on the show again. Ladies and gents, we'll see you guys tomorrow, Tuesday. Peace, y'all. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.